0: Welcome to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Renee. Being a teenager is hard. Being a parent of a teenager can be even harder. Each episode, we deliver tips, tools, tricks, and stories to help you feel empowered, confident, and energized as the parent of a teenager. Teenagers want to be happy. Sometimes they just need a little help along the way. Now, here's your host, Renee Sinning. Renee is a certified life, leadership, and success coach for teenagers and their parents. She's also a mom of three young adults and an experienced high school educator of 18 years. Renee is well versed in everything
1: teen. Now, without any further ado, here's Renee. Hi, parents. It is Renee Sinning, teen life coach and parent partner. I'm so glad you're here for another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. On this episode, we're going to talk about setting boundaries, peace versus pushback. So let's be honest, setting boundaries while raising teenagers and tweens, it's hard work. There are things that I hear from parents on a fairly regular basis. Things like, I know I'm a pushover, I need to be more consistent, I don't have the energy to deal with them, and I'd rather have peace than pushback. And so I get that, parents, I get it. Setting boundaries is hard. Well, maybe I should say the setting of the boundaries isn't the hard part, it's the following through and being consistent that is tough. So in this episode, we're going to talk about three main points. Number one is what it takes to set successful boundaries with teenagers and teenagers, two main types of boundary setting, and why, why it's so important to set and follow through on boundaries. So let's first begin with the what. So what does it take to set, have successful boundaries in place when you're raising teens and tweens? Number one, recognize your own triggers. What is it that really pushes your buttons and why? And We need to think about this because you can't control everything. If you try to control all aspects of their life, it's not going to work. You're going to have a house of conflict. So recognizing your own triggers and why, what can I control? What maybe can I let go of? It's going to go a long way in setting boundaries that will work for both of you. So some things to preserve peace, you might have to learn to let go. Number two, understanding the mindset of your teenagers because teenagers yearn for independence. So we have to expect some pushback when we set boundaries and we follow through. They're not gonna willingly, or should I say excitedly, love boundaries. They would love it if they could just go and do whatever they wanna do. So no teenager is gonna be excited about boundaries, but if we do it the right way, we can have successful boundaries in place. Number three, be very clear on your expectations. You want to have everybody on the same page so there are no surprises. And this goes into line with number four, which is having consequences that are in alignment with your expectations. That makes it so much easier to follow through because the consequences are related and they make sense. So if it makes sense to your teenager, they're more apt to, you're more apt to get less pushback. Now, that doesn't mean they're not gonna grumble. Of course, they're gonna grumble, but if they make sense they're not going to push back quite as much. For example, if you're, you have a boundary in place requiring curfew and your teenager comes in late, maybe your consequence is no driving for the next two weekends. So that consequence of not driving for two weeks is aligned with the curfew that they came home late. So they're connected. It makes sense. If you have a boundary in place that has to do with grades, maybe your expectation for your child is to get all A's and B's, knowing, of course, that they have the academic capability to do this. So this is proven in the past. They are completely capable of getting A's and B's, and then they come home with C's. So the consequences in alignment with that might be something like setting a study schedule. Homework first before you get to do anything on the weekend or activities. Maybe every Sunday evening you're going to do a weekly grade check with them. Like you're going to sit there and have them pull up their grades. That will not be fun for them. But again, if the consequence is in line, in alignment with the expectations when we set those boundaries, they make sense, so you are more apt to get less pushback. Number five, expect pushback. We're talking about teenagers here, parents. Don't take it personally. Your teenagers will get mad at you, but it's temporary. They're not gonna be mad at you for the rest of their life. They may be mad at you for a day or two or a few hours. That is normal because when teens don't get what they want, they're not gonna be happy about that. Of course, they're gonna be mad. There might be a little bit of conflict in the house, if you are holding consistent to the boundaries that you have set. Again, it's temporary. It might seem, I mean, it's gonna be heavy in the moment, it doesn't feel good, but it's temporary. So have a plan in place for you to decompress in times of pushback. Somewhere you can go to, Kind of remember, try to remember, it's not about me. This is, don't take it personally. Leave the room, take a bath, go for a walk, whatever that is. But have a plan in place for your peace of mind so that when you have this pushback coming at you, that you don't take it personally and that you can kind of, you know, get out of this situation. Number six, having successful boundaries in place requires consistency. Consistency. If you are not consistent, they will walk all over you and manipulate you to get what they want. Teenagers are very good at manipulating to get what they want. They're very good at saying what they think you want to hear. Sometimes they will try to play the guilt card or make you second guess your parenting. This is all their manipulation. So if you don't, if you're not consistent and they know that they can kind of break you, then they're going to. So being consistent is key to having those successful boundaries in place. If you don't follow through with what you say, the consequences are, it's never gonna work. The setting boundaries is never gonna work. And number seven, and this is kind of important, actually, it's really important, setting boundaries, successful boundaries, to make this work, it's gonna require respect, It's going to, it just, they, they need to have, they need to feel like you respect them. And I know sometimes we think, well, I'm the parent. I can just say, this is the boundary and this is, this is how it is. And that's true. And you can totally do that. It's just not going to work the best way. So when we can have that two-way respect, the setting and following through of the boundaries is so much easier. And this comes from a good relationship and conversation with your teen or tween. This the best boundary setting conversations are going to be a two-way street where you actually sit down you're going to set out what you believe what your boundaries are what your expectations are you allow them to talk to feel listened to teenagers yearn to feel seen heard and valued you don't have to agree but by listening to what they're saying they're going to feel heard and it may or may not influence your what what you decide is your expectations or your boundary setting. But teenagers truly, they yearn to feel seen, heard, valued, respected. That's really, really important to them as they're growing towards independent young adults. So having a boundary conversation that is built on a good relationship and mutual respect is going to have the best chance of... Uh, creating less conflict in the house. All right, so those are the seven, let me go through those again real quick. So the seven things that I think make it takes to have successful boundaries in place, number one, recognize your own triggers. Number two, understand the mindset of your teenager, that they are yearning for independence, that they're, they wanna feel seen, heard, and valued. Number three, be very clear on what your expectations are so everyone's on the same page. Have Number four, have consequences in place that are in alignment with your expectations that make sense. Number five, expect pushback. We're talking about teenagers here, but don't take it personally. Number six, be consistent. Otherwise, they're going to walk all over you and manipulate you. And number seven is having that conversation when you go and set this all up if you don't already have them in place. And if you do, you can have a new conversation and just kind of get back on the same page. Now, two main types of boundaries to think about. There may be more, but I think that these are the two general ones. Number one, non-negotiable, non-negotiable boundaries. You need to figure out what you, as the parent, are absolutely unwilling to bend on. An example of that is when my daughter was in high school, she had a friend whose parents had a non-negotiable boundary in place, absolutely no dating until you're 16 years old. So her friend was like, didn't even try to even like a boy before then because what was the point? She knew that this was a non-negotiable. She would not be able to date until she was 16. So why even bother? So that was that's just an example of a non-negotiable. So you figure out what it is that are your non-negotiables, that you're absolutely unwilling to bend on. And then we have negotiable boundaries. So when you have your conversation with your child, be very clear on what your boundaries are. Be very clear on what is your non-negotiable. And it's always good if you can explain why. They don't have to agree with your why, but hey, you're not going to date until you're 16. Because anytime you can give teenagers a reason rather than saying just because I'm the parent, it goes a lot further. And so you have your non-negotiables, you have your negotiables. When you're talking about your negotiable boundaries, things like curfew or dating or whatever that may be, grades, whatever that may be, you can be very clear, these are my rules right now, these are my expectations right now, and this is why these are the consequences And then down the road, though, this could change. I am open to conversation at a later date. So what you're doing is you're saying basic, you're allowing for a little bit of flexibility there, which is really important. These are my rules now. These are my expectations now. But down the road, these could change. You're leaving the door open for future conversation. You're giving them an opportunity to show accountability and responsibility, which I'm going to talk to next And then it gives them an opportunity to earn their your trust, and so that gives them a little bit of room to think. Okay, this might this is not going to be like this forever. I know that I can't date until I'm 16, but and maybe my curfew right now is 11 o'clock. But okay, what do I have to do to maybe get that extended down the line? So we've got those non-negotiable boundaries. And negotiable. And so you just need to figure out what it is you're willing to bend on at some point and what you aren't. And now for the why. So why setting boundaries is worth the pain of the pushback. This is why. When we set boundaries, we are teaching our children valuable life lessons. Valuable life lessons, which is A thousand times more important than the temporary pushback. So if we're talking about peace versus pushback, they're going to push back. But the life lessons we're teaching them, it's a gift. It's a gift you're giving them. You are teaching your teenager about accountability and responsibility holding them true to their word, accountability. If they say they're gonna be home by curfew, you are holding them to that. If they say that they're prepared for their test, if they say they studied, you can believe them until you don't. So you're holding them accountable that they're true to their word. You are teaching them responsibility. Responsibility being if they don't follow through with what they said, they are going, there's going to be consequences. We're teaching teenagers that they're responsible for the choices they they make. And actually, by giving, by teaching them this, we're empowering them. We're empowering them to make choices that are going to get them the things they want. By being accountable, by being responsible, we are teaching them That the choices that they make, their choices, have results, they have consequences. They can be good or they can be bad. When we have boundaries in place and everybody knows what to expect, the gift you are giving your child is you are teaching them accountability and responsibility. Kids who are never held accountable or responsible for their actions and their choices Those kids are in for a rude awakening when it comes to life because the truth is at some point they are going to have to answer to somebody else. At some point, somebody in their life is going to hold them accountable. At some point, somebody in their life is going to teach them that they and they alone are responsible for the choices that they make, good, bad, and ugly. And isn't it better for them to learn these lessons from you? from somebody who loves them, for some somebody who has their best interest at heart, in the safety of their own home, right? Yes, from time to time, it's going to cause conflict. Yes, from time to time, they're going to be mad at you. They might throw tantrums. There might be moments when things are tense and not peaceful. They might even tell you that they hate you and you're the worst parent ever. They don't and you aren't it's not fun, right? Setting boundaries and falling through, it's not always fun, but it's part of parenting. You're teaching your kids to grow up, to be productive, amazing young members of society. So when the thing, when the going gets tough, you go back to the big picture. And the big picture is setting boundaries is a huge gift you are giving your teenager. If you let them get away with things just to preserve peace, I encourage you to ask yourself the question, is this about me or is this about them? Who am I helping here by not following through on expectations? Am I teaching them responsibility? Am I teaching them accountability? Bottom line, parents, give yourself grace having... If you haven't been setting boundaries, start now. If you're just starting now, if you've been kind of a pushover and you're just starting now, that's okay. Just recognize you are going to get a bit more pushback, but stick to it. How do you do that? The big picture you you are giving them a gift, teaching your teenagers accountability and responsibility is a gift that you are giving them because that is the real world. And one day they will thank you. And also, when we teach kids accountability and responsibility, it gives them an opportunity to really be, feel proud of themselves, right? When they do things, when they earn their trust, when they follow through on their word, that really can boost their self-esteem and self-confidence and give them an opportunity to be proud of themselves, which is a huge gift. And that's it for today's episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. My name is Renee Sinning. I'm a teen life coach and parent partner. If you aren't already part of my Facebook group, the Empowered Teen Parent Group, I'd love to have you there. And if you're looking to build a deeper relationship with your teenager, join my next upcoming live Better Connection with your teen seven-day parent challenge. Until next time, I will have a great week. See you next time.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on the Empowered Parent Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to head over to ReneeSinning.com to pick up some parenting freebies. And remember, teenagers want to be happy. Sometimes they just need a little help along the way.